welcome back to Yes X or No Audio. Hello everybody. So here is an unusual audio delivery. Not really a podcast. So it's a bit of a rant on the Hamas versus Israel, a media narrative piece. The reason for it is that if you have taken, <laughs> wasted your time on reading this article, not because it's not full of interesting ideas, it is, but it's it's too full. It doesn't, there's no media, there's no flow in the way it's put together. I've tried to say too much. And so I thought a way to assist you, readership, listenership, would be to revisit it in an audio form. So it began with, I spotted an article, which is the headline I mentioned, and let's just read that again. It's called um, The Israel-Hamas War, No Matter Who Loses, Iran Wins. And when I spotted that, I thought, oh, well, okay, there's a, there's a conclusion here that Iran will benefit from this, which is probably, I mean, I think that's definitely true. Uh, and however, I can spot from a mile off that this is going to be full of rubbish in terms of it will be poorly argued, there'll be misuse of sources, and it'll be, nap, you know, just talking point propaganda shit underneath the whole thing. So... What had happened earlier in the day is that I'd had a little bit of a disappointment in something I was doing, so I was a bit angry with the world, and uh, I spotted this article, and it just, there was an opportunity for me to take the opprobrium that I felt from the rest of the world and exercise it on this poor article. And so that's what I did. I put in the effort to go and read all the sources, you know, download them and link them and da-da-da-da-da. Um, and of course, I found that it was full of misuse of sources and starting the you know, starting the history clock at convenient times, and all the usual shit you'd expect. So that was fine. I'd put in the effort, and it was like, okay, I've got this thing sitting there. What do you want to do with it? And so then I had to actually think about, well, what can I do with this that's reasonably constructive? And this is where the sort of wheels fell off in terms of the article, in that I ended up throwing too much into it. So it it is a media a piece of media analysis, and it's not so much a takedown of the article. The article does deserve to be take, taken down. But I can see within it that the guy who's written it, Aaron uh, Pilkerton, that he's making an effort to learn about Middle Eastern history. Some of the, the references that he used are actually quite good. And that implies that his supervisors, because uh, he's doing a PhD at University of Colorado in international relations, or whatever it's called, focusing on the Middle East and particularly Iran. So... And of course, he's you know works for the U.S. Air Force and wants to work for the military intelligence and so forth. And that's all fine and dandy because the military is one of the places that does still actually produce um, independent thinking and intelligent people. And it's really good if they have that in terms of their intelligence groups. So good luck to him. So I didn't I didn't direct my anger at at the fact that the article was basically a piece of misdirected propaganda. Because behind it are some really good uh, references, which are actually worth reading. As, for example, um, the Iranian site that uh, presents in the English language Khamenei's ideas. And they still guide um, modern Iranian uh, government in their domestic and foreign policy. So valuable things to read if you're interested in that, which he's obviously doing. So good on him. So I thought, well, if you're going to get angry at anyone, you should get angry at the people who pub- republish this you know, pretty average piece of uh, analysis. 
And so that was the authors, and I found that this thing had been published 17 times or 16 times of republication uh, around the webs, and one of which was, of course, is the government-sponsored website uh, in Australia, the ABC, Australian Broadcasting Corporation. So I thought, right, all right, I'll, I'll train my guns on the editors who should have been able to spot this shit miles off. And that's sort of where, what the core of the article is about. However, I'm, for some goddamn stupid reason, I wasn't happy enough with that, and I had to throw in all this other stuff. So I thought, all right, well, let's, put, let's frame it inside, um, you know, Chomsky's uh, uh, summary of why the media is so, you know, uninquiring and complicit and full of just, you know, narrative. And so, all right, okay, we'll throw that in, you know, and I thought, oh, well, then I really should also just do a short crash course introduction to, you know, how fucked up the whole Israel-Palestine thing is, and it's not fucked up in that Israel's getting abused, that's the other way around, right? Of course the Palestinians um, are fighting back, and that means that, you know, the civilians, you know, and possibly even uh, those who are sympathetic to the Palestinian cause in Israel are getting injured, terrorised, wounded, killed, you know, due to the conflict which is happening. So it's, you know, usual story with war, like this shit on all sides. So <clears throat> there's that, and then while I was there, I thought, oh, I'll just throw in Stuxnet as well, like the most serious piece of IT computer emergency disaster. I mean, just if you know anything about IT, you should read everything you can on, on Stuxnet. It's an amazing piece of history in terms of IT security and the abuse, abuse of the um, uh, cryptographic and identity trust systems, like they essentially hosted malicious comment and, and uh, content software, right? Malware, as it's called and then impersonated Microsoft's uh, update service to deliver it to these systems. It was the most dastardly piece of beautiful uh, attack software, right, crypto. Um, sorry, what do they call it? Cyber warfare, that's it. I hate the term cyber, it's bullshit. Um, <clears throat> it was, it would, cyber was useful back in the days of Doctor Who. Anyway, so, you know, so I throw that in, and then there's other stuff, and then I, I, I want to get to the BDS movement, because as far as I'm concerned, that's the va most valid tactic that the Palestinian resistance have come up with, and they should bloody well get back to that and stop shooting rockets at people. Anyway, so uh, henceforth, the article becomes just sort of a bit all over the damn place. So I'm sorry um, about that, but there's the concept behind it. Right? So it's interesting to see that um, in terms of the media analysis stuff, that these dweebs who are the editors at the place, places who publish this, and most of them are also around sites that don't really matter, but as far as I'm concerned, the, the news feed of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation does matter, and this got published as analysis there, and it does not even qualify in that category. The fact that he calls himself an analysis analyst is fine because he's working on that. You know, he's doing, you know, he's doing his thing at University of Denver, and, and he's doing, you know, proper work in trying to educate himself. He's also, he couldn't be more than 30, so I've got 20 years on him to have, you know, learned about this shit. And, you know, having kids and being a bit older helps you see things in a different way. So he's doing as best he can. Um, you know, it's gonna, and it's going to be tough for him because, you know, he's got the expectations of the US military, you know, coming down on him and then there's the funding limitations for research for his supervisor and da 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 da, da. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, don't go too heavily on him. Like, go after these asshole editors who are republishing this shit without actually spotting that it's very poor analysis from a mile off. Um, so there we go. Um, and the answer to the question of has shit really changed since you know Chomsky came out with his you know analysis, which is in turn based upon George Orwell's. And of course, George Orwell's name, real name is Eric Blair, but that's another story. 
nothing's changed at all. It's you're selected because you fulfil the role of publishing accepted narratives. This is the thing, and the the great insight I think that Chomsky delivers is when he says to Ma Andrew Ma, he says, "No, no, 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 you're not self-censoring. You believe this. That is the power of the." of the selection process, and as Chomsky says, it goes back to school, preschool. You are groomed into this so that you can be selected to, to fulfill this important role of being a, a filter for information for the populace so that they know certain things and they don't know others. It's a very, very powerful position, and you, you, know, you get all of this you know, uh, mythology about the hero the heroism of journalism and you think that you're participating in that when what's really happening is you are being trained to fulfil a role. And I suspect that this is what will happen for Aaron uh, uh, Pilkerton. Who knows, he might join the you know Air Force and become part of their intelligence group. Who knows? But if he, if he goes down the line of journalism, this is what is going to happen to him. He'll do quite well. He'll get selected into certain positions because he's going to... Um, approve and publish and write narratives that are acceptable. So I hope this doesn't happen to him. I hope he has a little sort of, you know, road to Damascus moment, to use a term that's relevant to his area of study, and realises that a lot of what he's been framing his analysis on is actually bullshit in the first place. Then he might be able to go, oh, you know, and open his eyes up a bit. But he doesn't deserve the, you know, the anger, because he's early in his studies, you know, give him a break. Not true for the editors. They deserve every bit of the shit I'm trying to throw at them. So that's the idea behind this article. Sorry it's all so terribly confused, but they're the concepts behind it. Um, and if you're interested in the uh, Zionist organisations, plural, uh, opposition to BDS, then have a look at the Abby Martin case. So it was well covered. She was going to give a presentation at, I think it was the University of North Carolina, uh, and she got um, barred from speaking. Uh, and that's because she was going to be paid some small fee for her speech, right? And this, therefore, ran afoul of the law that the uh, state parliament had passed, which said that, you know, you can't do shit for BDS, right? So they're trying to block it. And this, of course, was pushed for by ADL and the other Zionist organisations. <clears throat> so they were so terrified by BDS as a strategy of resistance by the Palestinians that they were part getting legislation passed in US states. I mean, many of them, not just North Carolina, also Texas and da 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 There are plenty of cases that have run against this. And essentially what's happened is that as these cases have been run against the state law, they've all found to be constitutionally invalid. You can't do that shit. It's called free speech. Piss off. So <clears throat> there's a nice uh, uh, article on this by another of the modern journalist, young guy that I really like, and that's Kevin Gostola. I like him a lot because he's followed the Assange case forever. And so he wrote a great article on the Abby Martin case for his publication, Shadowproof. So that's in there too. So there's both that article so you can see how much bullshit is built into this, you know, anti-BSD state-level legislation that the ADL have pushed for in the US. Uh, but also I included... <clears throat> Uh, her talking about um, the Palestinian cause because she's a very much a supporter of the Palestinian resistance and their human rights as opposed to just the you know the old story the Israelis get human rights but the Palestinians don't. It's like, okay, you want to live in that world really? Anyway, she's done great work along with many 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 other people 
in terms of advocating for uh, the rights of Palestinians. And so I included that too. So as I said, it's all sort of mixed up. <laughs> anyway, if you, if you spend a bit of time to fiddle around with the references, some of um, Aaron uh, Pilkington's references, particularly the, the, um, the Khomeini piece, I think it's worth reading because it gives you a concept of, of what they're going on about. The thing to remember is Khomeini was... Um, essentially, he was um, a resistance leader in exile during the period of the Shah that was installed by the, um, the CIA and MI6 after the coup against Mossadegh. And of course, the thing to understand is that the reason they couped Mossadegh was because he was going to nationalise Iranian oil again so that they would you know, get appropriate recompense for the oil that was being ripped out of the ground and, and essentially used by the uh, uh, British Navy right, to power their fleet. And they'd been given the, the leases or whatever they're called for the oil fields for pittance, you know, years earlier. So he was going to nationalise this, which was going to make running the British fleet an awful lot more expensive and also put it under some degree of threat in terms of reliability. And so they went in and cooed the bloody thing with the help of the newly created CIA. So this is 1953. The CIA was created in 47 or 48, I think it was 47, with the National Security Act. Right. So this is one of the early coups for the CIA, along with whatever it was in Guatemala and 54. Anyway. So it's a very interesting piece of history. So as I said, um, Pilkington, Pilkington is actually, there's some great references in there. I mean, even the very brief article by, um, uh, at uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. I mean, it's very brief and, so, and it doesn't, you know, it's not, you could slant it in slightly different ways, but it contains the core of the information, you know. So he's actually doing a reasonable job. Anyway. There's all the bits. Have fun. I advise people to poke around the corners of the references for this article and sort of forget the article. Go and poke around the corners of the references. Anyway, have a good one. Cheers. Bye. Until next time. Mm-hmm.